Welcome back to For the Hell of It, a lifestyle podcast where I talk to everyday people about life and lessons learned while inspiring you to do things just for the hell of it. I'm your host, Ellie Topinka. Today, I will be um, doing another solo show. I will not have a guest, and this will likely be a little bit of a shorter episode. It is my son's second birthday today. Happy birthday, Chandler. And this week has been a little wild, and I'm a little scattered. But nonetheless, I hope that you enjoy this episode. I'm going to be chatting, or rather ranting, depending on how you look at it, all about the pressures to be perfect. Ugh. A heavy but important topic. So let's get into it. All right, here we are again, solo episode. I will be throwing these in every now and then just for fun. And today um, we're going to be talking about a topic that has kind of been on the forefront of my mind for a little bit now, um, and that is perfection and the pressure to be perfect or appear perfect. Um, And I'm going to be obviously talking from like a female's perspective as I am a female, but I do think that this does apply to men in a lot of ways. Um, and just very differently than women. But obviously, I can't speak to that. So maybe we'll have a part two. Who wants to do the man the man side? I would love to talk to someone. DM me. Anyone. Any man. Thank you. Um, okay, so kind of what spurred this topic idea for me um, is going to seem really random. But I recently got my house deep cleaned. Um, I gifted that to myself. <laughs> that was a happy 33 years old birthday present to myself. Um, never done that before. Never had our house deep cleaned. Um, Let me just say that walking into my house afterwards, I was a little shocked at how it looked and felt. Um, And what I mean by that is I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. I will keep it this way forever. Like it just was so clean. It smelled so clean. And like, I don't consider myself a dirty person, but I just was like shocked. I mean, I also, you know, I have a kid and a dog and we have busy lives. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this was amazing. Um, but like, let's be honest, the, the fact that I thought for a quick two seconds that I was going to keep it the exact way forever is just not true. I ha- Like I said, I have a 90 pound dog that sheds constantly and a two year old toddler. Um, it would be impossible to, to keep myself to that standard of perfection in my home. And I follow a lot of home accounts on Instagram, um, and they all have these just beautifully decorated homes, and they're organized so meticulously, and I'm like, wow, I would love that. Um, But let's, like, be really clear here. That is their job. Um, And it kind of, like, took me kind of stepping back and being like, I was doing a lot of comparing, you know? I, I am looking at these Instagram accounts where... They have, you know, just beautifully redone their kitchen and there's nothing on the counters. And I'm like, where's your toaster? You know, like, do you not eat toast? Like what? Or, you know, oh my gosh, I, their coffee maker is in a special little nook. Um, My house was built in 1970 something and we don't got any cute nooks. So that's just not my reality. But then it really took me, you know, saying, well, this is their job, Ellie. Like they have, they make money to do this. Um, And they have these beautifully curated homes and it just is not my reality. And that's, that's okay. You know, I live in a 1970s ranch that we have poured a lot of time and energy and money into um, into making it a, a home that we love, but is it perfect? No, 
not not at all. Um, but it is where we brought our son home from the hospital. And we have celebrated so many birthdays and holidays and had huge game nights with family and friends. And it is a well-loved and lived-in home. And I don't need it to be perfect. But I, for some reason, want others to think it's perfect. <laughs> um, and so I kind of have caught myself a few times doing something that like really I was like oh like why am I doing this so like I'll go to take a picture of Chandler or whatever and I notice like oh I don't want to post that or I don't want to share that with anyone because you can see that like we have chipped paint on our windowsill from our dog jumping up there or oh I'm not going to post that picture because there is literally dog hair all over the carpet I haven't vacuumed today and why do I do that? Like, I hate that. I hate that I am stopping myself from sharing real life because it's not appearing to be perfect. And I do think I've gotten like better about this. Like it's now that it's something that I'm very conscious of, I have gotten better and I'm making a really strong effort to not do that anymore because my home is a home. Like we live here. <laughs> we laugh here. We play here. Like I want everyone who walks into my home to feel that and to feel comfortable doing that themselves. I'm done apologizing for not having vacuumed or having dirty dishes in the sink when someone comes to my house. Like, who gives a damn? Seriously, who gives a damn? I don't walk into other people's houses and instantly start picking apart things like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that they don't have a perfectly folded toilet paper roll. Like, no, I they're just dumb stuff that I just would never point out in someone else's home, but I'm assuming other people are nitpicking about my own home. And I'm just done with that. Like, I'm done. You know, it's obviously, it's going to take a very conscious effort to just not care about that. But I just, I don't want to be that person that when someone walks into my house, I'm like, oh, sorry, there's toys everywhere. I've done that. I literally just did that last week. But if I was to walk into that person's home, they then are going to feel this pressure to be like, oh, God, we have stuff everywhere. Like, I should probably say something. No, no, I don't care. I'm just worried about what you think about my home. I don't want you to think I'm worried about your home because I'm not. So it's just such a like, it's such a mind game. It's it, it. I hate it. I hate it. So I in this area of my life. When it comes to my home, I am going to do my best to continue to show the real life, to be honest, to be authentic, because that's who I want to be. I don't want to be curated because, let's be honest, I'm not getting paid to be curated. Um, so kind of on a completely different spectrum, I recently went and saw the Barbie movie, which I loved. If you have not seen it, it is so, so, so good. It is not at all what I thought it was going to be. It is so much more. I cried. I literally cried for so many reasons, but mostly because it really highlights how in our society, women are held to a standard of perfection that is simply unattainable. It's just unattainable. Like there's a part in, <laughs> this made me laugh out loud. There's a part in the movie where, um, she uh, basically, this is not really a spoiler alert, but she, basically she's starting to malfunction this Barbie that lives in Barbie land and her feet go flat. So if you know anything about Barbies, you know that Barbie's feet are arched because she's always wearing heels because, you know, women, why wouldn't we always wear heels? So she's wearing heels while well, her feet go flat. 
And so there's a part where she's talking. She said, oh, my God, I, if my feet were actually flat, I would never wear heels. And it just made me laugh because I'm like, God, that's so true. Like, we hate most women. I don't want to say all women. A lot of women hate wearing heels because they hurt. They are uncomfortable. But why do we do it? Why? We do it because it makes our legs look longer. We do it because it looks prettier. We look more feminine. Whatever the reason may be. Now, don't get me wrong. I love me a good pair of heels. I love feeling pretty. There's nothing wrong with that. This, that, this is not that conversation. But I'm just, it was just a, a little tiny example of, you know, that, that Barbies were actually made with arched feet simply so that they could always wear heels. Mind-blowing. Never had considered or thought about it ever once. So, anyways... So there is a scene where America Ferreira, who is in, she's an actress, but she is playing um, a character in the movie, kind of goes on this huge rant about the impossible standards women are held to. And it shook me to my core. It it was so beautifully and eloquently written. Um, It's amazing. I'm actually going to link, if I can find it on YouTube, I will put a link in the show notes absolutely go listen to it. It is, wow. It it was very, very alarming. So, you know, part of it was like, you know, women need to be thin, but not too thin and to be bold, but not too bold. Cause then you're bitchy, but to be a mom and love it all the time. But gosh, for the love of God, don't talk about your kids all the time. It's just so many things. And obviously I have felt many of those things, but having all of them kind of laid out in one run on rant was alarming to say the least. <laughs> um, and what's really scary about it to me is like, do we really even know when that pressure starts? Because I honestly, personally cannot pinpoint an exact moment where I feel like that expectation was kind of like hammered into me. Like, I just kind of feel like it's always been there. It just kind of lives in me underneath the surface It's like, how many times have I been told that I am too outspoken because I stand up for things that I believe in? Way too many times to count. Or, oh, wow, here Ellie goes. Like, she's she has to say something, which I think is so funny, because if a man says something, it's just, oh, he's just talking. (laughs) But if a woman if a woman speaks up and speaks her mind, she's aggressive and I have always kind of been pinpointed as aggressive. Um, Has that stopped me? No. But for a lot of people, it probably would. And I can understand why it would. Because it, you know, to be just kind of this heavy weight of, oh my gosh, you're really aggressive. Like you need to chill out. You're too much. um, Would obviously kill many people's spirits. And it has in the past for me. Not long term, obviously, if you know me. But yes, in certain moments, it has definitely dimmed that light and that fire in me. Um, I also, this just happened, literally just happened to me the other day. Um, I was rushing around in the grocery store and... I had Chandler with me and this older gentleman. Now, again, I'm not, this is not a hate on man podcast. It really isn't. I love men. I love men. (laughs) But it just happened to be an older man. And it typically has, in my experience, 
um, says, oh, honey, smile. And I was like, okay, why? <laughs> like, why do I have to smile? You're not smiling. You're just walking around minding your own business, doing your groceries. But because I'm a woman with a cute little kid in my thing, I should just be smiling and happy and just happy to be here. You know, like, let's just all smile all the time. I should invest in teeth whitening if I'm going to smile that much. Um, and it just, it, it kind of like made me think like, man, I am like on display all the time. And I'm done with that too. Like, I don't need to be on display for anyone other than myself. And I think I just talked to a girlfriend about this. She just turned 30 and she was, you know, kind of just explaining like she wasn't really sure that she was excited <laughs> to be turning 30, which I understand. But I told her, I was like, let me just tell you, like, I, when I turned 30, something switched in me and I don't know how to explain it. Um, I went from the girl who used to be done up everywhere I went. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, full face of makeup, hair done, to run to the grocery store. And when I think about it, was I doing that for me? If I'm being honest, no. I was not. I was doing it because I felt like if I ran into someone at the store with no makeup on and my hair slicked back in a ponytail, then they would be like, oh, man, she has really let herself go. So I was getting done up. I was putting on actual clothes and looking, you know, all put together and perfect for a two-minute run to the grocery store as if someone seeing me for those two minutes is like a deep insight to my every day. And I think like turning 30, I just all of a sudden was like, I just don't care. Like I just, if, yes, I don't want to look like a slob. I want to be put together. I want to feel nice. But there are days where I don't, I don't, and I don't have the energy and I don't feel well or whatever it may be. I don't anymore feel the pressure to be all put together. I am who I am. Like, and if someone runs into me and they see me looking a hot mess, well, hopefully that get, makes them feel the freedom to then also one day if I run into them looking like a hot mess, they're like, you know what? But that one time I saw Ellie at Walmart, she also was rocking a messy bun and no bra. So it is what it is, you know? And that's what I am now going in. I mean, I am 33 now, and I feel like the last few years I have really started to embrace that. Like, truly, I am okay with not being perfectly done up all day, every day of my life. Because truly, have I gained weight? Yeah. Yeah, I have. I had a child. And did I kind of stop taking care of myself the way that I should have been? Yeah. Do I do my hair and makeup every day? No, I don't. But I used to worry about my weight and my appearance for other people. And now, when I am worrying about that, I'm doing it for myself. I walk every day. I work out a few days a week. I eat pretty healthy. But I'm doing it for me, for my family. So that I'm healthy and well and put together for myself and my family. Not because I feel this pressure from anyone else. And let me tell you, that switch has been so freeing. And of course, like I still have days. <laughs> do not think that Ellie's just like living on cloud nine over here. I still have days where I feel super insecure. 
And I feel that pressure to be perfect or to look perfect or to say the perfect things. Of course I do. But I don't think that we're ever going to fully rid ourselves of that. But if we don't take actionable steps to switch that mentality around and to start doing things for ourselves and not for other people, then I think it's going to like really hurt us in the long run. And that we unfortunately can't avoid society. We can't avoid those societal pressures. Those are there. They're very built in. But if we start switching them in ourselves and then therefore helping our friends switch that mentality, helping our kids switch that mentality, then maybe, just maybe, we can start to see some of those societal norms shifting and changing as well. So, okay, we're going to take a really quick break. Whew, that was a rant. If you stuck around, God bless you. Um, we're going to take a really quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation for a little bit. And I'm going to give you just a few tips that I personally are am implementing in my life to help me with this strategy. So I'll see you in a minute. Friends, I am so excited to tell you about this month's podcast sponsor, Just Between Friends, Grand Rapids. If you know me well, you know I love to thrift shop. Just Between Friends is a twice a year kids mega consignment sale where local families can save hundreds of dollars and make hundreds of dollars on everything they need to raise confident and stylish kids. Families sell items they've outgrown and buy items they need at 50 to 90% off retail. Shoppers can stop running around to garage sales or having failed meetups and get everything they need for the next six months, all in one clean, safe, organized space. And after the sale, unsold items can be donated to local West Michigan charities. So everyone in the community wins. The average seller made over $500 in the last sale. Join them and turn your unused kids' clutter into cash. They have consigner coaches who can help you along the way and a Facebook group that is super supportive. For more information and to purchase your tickets for the sale, visit www.grandrapids.jbfsale.com. All right, we are back. Um, Okay, so now I'm just going to kind of wrap all of this up a little bit, and we're just going to talk about the pressures of being a perfect mom. Now, this might not apply to everyone, and not everyone that listens is a mom, but I I just want to touch on this because I am a mom. And if you have listened to last week's episode with Drew, you know that I am not a perfect mother (laughs) and I don't claim to be, but I do know that I am a great mom. And I think becoming a mom has unlocked a confidence in me that I didn't really know that I had. And I feel very different since becoming a mom. I genuinely love it. um, But I have had many days of feeling like I'm not doing enough. You know, uh, I specifically remember one day, like it was super rainy and just like ucky out and I was in a mood and I was like, you know what, we're going to watch movies all day. And it is what it is. Normally, do I want my kid to watch this much screen time? No. But am I going to do it anyway? Yeah. And that's okay. One, one off day or one day of me not being over the top is not going to make or break him. And I think that there is a lot of pressures, especially for stay-at-home parents, not just moms, but stay-at-home parents, to do it all, you know, have the perfect balance of meals, healthy meals, have the perfect balance of screen time, educational time, outside time, all of these things. And it's like, oh my God, I'm lucky if my kid eats one full meal a day, we get outside for a few hours, 
and then we happen to watch a movie and a half. Like, it is what it is, you know? <laughs> um, and I think the other thing that's really hard about being a mom in the perfection of that is not just about being a mom myself, but I also have noticed that because I have these, like, these ideas and these like pressures on me, I'm then somehow transferring these pressures to my kid and I'm comparing him to other kids. And it's like supernatural, like obviously to, if your kid is with a group of kids to kind of compare them and be like, wow, that kid's way taller or wow, that kid is way bigger or man, that kid is talking a lot or, oh, this one is really athletic and is like really agile. It's really natural to do those things. But I think that the problem with that and that the truth is, is that like all kids, whether they're the same age or not, they're all going to grow and develop differently. They're all in different homes with different parents and different circumstances and comparing them is only going to hurt them in the long run. So we're not only putting pressure on ourselves to be perfect, but we're also then transferring that pressure to our children for them to be something that they ne might not necessarily be. And that is not how I want my kid to grow up. So I am making a very conscious effort to not compare him to other kids because what is that going to change? Like, and the other thing is, is like, what a boring world we would live in if we were all the same <laughs> and we all had the same skills and the same looks and the same ideas and the same way of speaking and acting. And that was another thing from the Barbie movie that like kind of was just like, oh, wow, like the very opening scene, it's showing Barbie, Barbie land and all of the Barbies and their Barbie dream homes. And they all get up and they all do the exact same thing every morning. And they all, you know, it's, it's so systemized. Everything is exactly the same. And I was like, God, that sounds awful. <laughs> um, but that's, is that not what like perfection is? Is that not what we're striving for, for us all to be perfect and look similar and talk similar and all be put together and have the same ideas and live in the same types of perfect homes? And I think imperfection is what keeps life interesting. So let's stop fighting it and embrace it instead. Now, again, I am not an expert in this and I still struggle with this every day, but there are a few things that I have been really conscious of the last few years that I try to repeat to myself. I have tried to instill in myself. I hope I can instill in my friends and the people around me and my son um, that I try to implement in my day to day to kind of combat some of those thoughts. Because again, these thoughts, these ideas, these pressures are around us all the time. We cannot escape them. And so Acting as if they're not there is not going to do anything. We have to actively fight against them. So one of the first things that I try to repeat to myself is no one notices things about me the way that I do. We are our worst critic. So we are going to pick up on our imperfections, pick up on our flaws way more than anyone else is going to, right? Like I don't meet someone for the first time and go, oh, wow, her eyebrows aren't even... <laughs> I just don't notice that I'm hearing, I'm trying to pay attention to her name. So I don't forget, you know, like we think way harder about ourselves than we do about other people, which leads me to number two. No one thinks about me as much as I think they do. Now, this is kind of an ego thing, to be completely honest. We think 
a lot of times like, oh, they're thinking this or, oh, they think I'm this or, oh, they, I'm telling you right now, nine times out of 10, that person has not thought about you since they walked away from you. And that's kind of a hard pill to swallow in some ways, because I think like naturally humans, we just have these egos that are boosted by people's attention and affection and, and what we think that they think about us. But they're typically not spending a lot of time thinking about us because they're also thinking about themselves. <laughs> so let's all just stop obsessing about what other people are thinking because truly they're thinking about themselves just like you're thinking about yourself. So let's just move on from that. Um, and the last one is I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So I repeat this one. This was one that my friend Ashley um, had a tattoo of and that I have kind of taken and just kind of ran with because it, yes, it's from the Bible, but it, you know, ultimately is just, we are all individual humans. We all have beautiful things about us. We all have bad things about us. No one is perfect and no one should be expected to be perfect. We are all made and created to be who we are. So I just want to encourage anyone today that is listening to this. If you're still here again, listening to this rant, thank you. But I just want people in this community, people around me to just be confident in who they are and to not feel pressure. We're going to feel that pressure, but to actively combat that pressure so that it doesn't pull you under in a way that like makes you no longer live your life the way that you want to or the way that you should. So that's all I got, friends. It's, you know, it's a hard world out there. But <laughs> if we all can take these little steps and notice these little things and teach and influence and encourage those around us, I think it could be a better place. So, all right. Well, that's all. And I'll see you next week. Bye. All right, friends. Again, thank you for listening to this. I hope this was encouraging to you today. If it wasn't, that's okay. If you know someone who you think this would be encouraging to, go ahead and share this. Share this on social media, send it to a friend, through a text, um, whatever it may be. Sharing this with your community means a lot to me. Um, I love growing this community of people and I am always going to encourage more people to be here. So um, also, if you are not already, be sure you're following for the Elevate on Instagram. I show behind the scenes, um, episode insights and highlights and all sorts of, um, news and updates there. And if you have not already, it would mean the world to me if you would go ahead and leave a rating or a review, um, on whatever platform you listen. So that's all I got today, folks. I will see you next week. Thanks for being here. Thank you.